Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, how many of you have a difficult time praying? Maybe the difficulty is in not knowing exactly what to say. Maybe it's in not really knowing what to ask for. Maybe the difficulty comes simply with concentration. It's too loud. There are too many distractions. Things pop up in your mind, things to do, people you need to call, chores that need to be done. Maybe it's just that distraction. Maybe the difficulty is, in the concept of prayer, it just sounds a little strange to you. Saying something out loud and, and wondering who it is that hears. Or the idea of praying in your mind, having this kind of internal dialogue, wondering all the more how it is that God can hear your thoughts. Maybe the difficulty comes in the form of this question. If I'm talking to God, and if he does hear me, well, how is it that I know that he actually answers? Prayer is fraught with difficulties, and it leaves us with many questions. And dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we're not alone. In our text for uh, our gospel reading in Luke today, we read that Jesus was with his disciples. And one of his disciples sees Jesus praying, and then he approaches Jesus and asks the question, Lord, teach us how to pray. Lord, we don't know what to say. Lord, we don't know what it is that we're supposed to ask for. Lord, help us to focus on the things that are truly important. Lord, assure us that God hears us. Lord, teach us to pray. A little context for us this morning. So if you were a first century Jew, you would have been familiar with that concept of prayer, probably like we are as we gather here each Sunday. First century Jews, you would have heard the Psalms. You would have prayed the Psalms. The Psalms are often referred to as the prayer book of the church. And you would have heard these Psalms prayed by your parents, your godparents, or your grandparents, you would have been instructed in the how and the when, when you were in synagogue at home, how you should actually pray. One psalm that stands out for us today, as we read it this morning, would have been from Psalm 50. If you were a first century Jew, you would have heard this psalm prayed. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. At some point, though, brothers and sisters in Christ, the, the prayers that you hear and the prayers that you offer up, they would need to be something that faith is added to, right? Do, do you believe what it is that you're praying? Do you believe that God is listening? Do you believe that God is hearing your prayer? I mean, after all, what is prayer without faith? Just empty words that are whispered in the wind, right? Or some thoughts bouncing around in the gray matter between your skull. The disciples then and the disciples now are ones who have faith. They believe in God. And that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. 
we and the disciples of the past believe that prayer is a conversation with the divine. We even believe that God is giving us a command to pray, and he is promising to hear, as in Psalm 50. Call upon me in the day of trouble. Well, that's command. And I will deliver you. That's promise. But they didn't quite know how to pray, meaning what should they pray for? What should they say? How should they formulate their prayers? Now, different rabbis had different forms of prayer. And if you followed one particular rabbi, he would teach you a prayer that either he constructed or one that was handed down to him from his rabbi. John the Baptist had his way of praying, as noted by the disciples. But the disciples who were following Jesus wanted to know how they were to pray. They weren't following other rabbis. They were following Jesus in faith. So the question is, how should disciples of Jesus pray? And so Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father. He says this in Matthew's Gospel. Not your Father, not my Father, but our Father. Because this isn't a relationship with you and Jesus alone, as in it's a personal possessive thing. No, the Lord calls individuals into community with himself and with others. Jesus is inviting his disciples into this divine community. When we pray our Father, it indicates that we are not alone. You are part of a community. You are part of a family in faith. But in Luke's gospel, we're taught, pray, Father, hallowed be your name. You know, brothers and sisters in Christ, many of us have grown up praying the Lord's pray, prayer, saying our Father so often that we don't, we don't think about the significance of the words that we are speaking. You know, let the gravity of what is being prayed uh, weigh on us. I invite you to pause for a moment and reflect on what it is that we are praying in this prayer. The fact of the matter is that Jesus is inviting us to address God as Father, just as Jesus himself does. Jesus is doing something that no other rabbi ever dared to do. For Jesus is elevating all his disciples to be so bold as to address God as Father. The fact of the matter is no rabbi could rightly teach their disciple to pray in such a way, and that's because no other rabbi was the son of God. Only Jesus is the true son of God, and only he can be so bold as to call God Father. And so Jesus, the true son of God, well, he's sinless. Jesus, the true son of God, is obedient. That can't be said of other rabbis before or of anyone else since. The fact of the matter is that our sin and disobedience, that separates us from God. It leaves us isolated from one another. The good news is Jesus, the true Son of God, gave himself as a sacrifice for our sin and our disobedience. And because of him, we may be so bold to address God as Father as well. 
Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, has called us to come to the Father through him. And it's by him alone that we address God as Father. So we address God as Father, but what should we ask for? What should we pray for? What should we say to our Heavenly Father? Well, Jesus graciously teaches what it is that we should ask for, what we should pray for. He doesn't leave us guessing or trying to come up with something on our own. In fact, he gives us the very words, and he shapes the content of our prayer. Hallowed be your name, and your kingdom come. Well, those words, that prayer has to do with how we respond in faith to this gracious invitation to address God as Father. So now as we address, as we call upon God as our Father, we do so in faith, in reverence, in humility, with trust and confidence. Not casually or coarsely. We don't walk around and say, OMG is kind of a, a throwaway phrase. We don't say Jesus Christ in anger or in disgust. As we're praying this prayer, this petition, we are praying that we would use his name as he intends it to, to be used, and as Jesus himself used it. Call upon me. Call upon me in the day of trouble, the Lord commands, and I will deliver you. He promises, and so we trust in that promise. <clears throat> the kingdom of God comes to us when we hear the good news that, that Jesus the Son has come to set us free from sin and death and from our disobedience by his sinless sacrifice on the cross. The kingdom of God comes to us as we're baptized into his death and resurrection, as we're washed clean, as we're made right, and as we are set, path, set to, to walk in newness of life. His kingdom comes to us as we eat together the sacrament of the altar with his brothers and sisters in Christ in this foretaste of the feast that's still yet to come. His kingdom comes to us as we live by faith to God and as we live in love for our neighbor now and as we await with faith and hope for the consummation of this age and the coming of Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords in all of his glory on the last day. So it's in light of this that then Jesus commands us to ask for our daily bread. He commands us and instructs us to forgive. Why these two things in Luke's gospel? Well, because faith looks up to our Father for all provisions of, of body and soul. And love looks out to our neighbors, to our brothers and sisters in Christ, yes, even our enemies, and seeks to forgive them as Christ has first forgiven us. Faith and love. These are the fulfillment of the commandments. Faith and love. These are embodied in Christ Jesus, our brother. Faith and love. This is the path of the new life that brothers and sisters in Christ are called to walk upon. Furthermore, brothers and sisters in Christ, in the lessons after what we know as the Lord's Prayer that Jesus teaches his disciples, he goes on to assure us that the Father is gracious to hear our prayer and to actually give us what it is that we've asked for. 
As a good earthly father should know the difference between providing for the needs of his children, all the more will our Heavenly Father provide for all that is needful of this body and life, as well as the life that is yet to come. The pictures that Jesus gives are pretty funny, right? If a, par- if a child is asking for a fish, is a parent going to give a serpent or something that's going to harm him? Well, the answer is no, right? We could say today that if a child is asking for a chunk, a, a, a piece of bread, will a parent give a chunk of Indiana limestone to them to chew on? No, right? Jesus is assuring us that our Father knows what is best and that he graciously provides. Jesus answers the request of his disciples. He teaches us all how to pray. He gives us the words to use. He gives us the content of what it is that we should ask for. And here is the thing. These things that he instructs us to pray for, that he commands us to pray for, the Lord is gracious to give. These are all the things that you can be assured that he says yes to. Like in Psalm 50, command, promise. Call upon me in the day of trouble, command, and I will deliver you, promise. Will you deliver me in the time of, uh, oh, uh, ask, command, and it will be given, promise. Seek, command, and it will be, and you will find, promise. Knock, command, and it will be open to you, promise. We might ask, will you deliver in the time of trouble? Yes, Jesus says. Will you, will you give when I ask? Yes, Jesus promises. Will I find when I seek? Yes, Jesus promises. Will it be opened when I knock? Yes, Jesus promises. For I have commanded and I have promised. Brothers and sisters in Christ, prayer might be fraught with difficulties, but the Lord is gracious. Jesus teaches us how to pray. He focuses our attention on what it is that we're to ask for. He assures us of his provision. He gives us all that is needful for this body and soul. So take heart and be encouraged, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. For our Father hears and he acts on account of Christ Jesus, our brother, who teaches us to pray. Amen. Now may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.